I'm Danielle Levine, and you're listening to The Future Effect. The Future Effect is a weekly podcast bringing you the latest news and updates in Florida's child welfare system. This podcast is brought to you by the Future Effect Political Committee, a bipartisan effort to give Floridians an opportunity to get involved in the legislative and political process on behalf of Florida's children. So hi, you're with Danielle Levine, and I have a couple of facts about mentoring for you. The first, students who meet regularly with their mentors are 52% less likely than their peers to skip a day of school and 37% less likely to skip a class. Number two, young adults who face an opportunity gap but have a mentor are 55% more likely to be enrolled in college than those who do not have a mentor. And finally, youth with mentors are 46% less likely than their peers to start using illegal substances and 27% less likely to start drinking. So... I think it's very clear that we can say that children who are connected with a caring adult at an early age will more successfully maneuver through life's obstacles. And so that's why it's so important to have mentors like Colby Donovan, who's here joining us. Uh, He is a mentor at the Legacy Mentor Program at Embrace Families. And so thanks so much for talking with us about your experience today. Uh, I'm excited to be here. So just tell us a little about yourself and what made you first interested in mentoring. Um, so I'm 29 years old. I work for SunTrust, now Truist Bank, here in Orlando, Florida. And we moved from Gainesville to Orlando about three years ago, three and a half years ago. Okay. And when we did, she was looking up potential places to work. And we found a mentoring program um, on the CBC Now Embrace Families website. Mm-hmm. And I, when we were in Gainesville before we moved here, I really wanted a way to kind of get involved and find my way to help. Obviously, you guys do this all day, every day. <laughs> and for someone like myself, I wanted to find a way to make an impact and mm-hmm. help a little bit that's not as time consuming. So I found the program online. I was real excited to start mentoring when we moved down here. So did you already have an interest in foster kids before Morgan started working in the fields? Growing up, my parents threw the idea around. Um, and one thing after another kind of got in the way of them doing it. So mm-hmm. it's always kind of been back at, in the back of my head. Okay. Um, but yeah, that, that was kind of it. So what made you really decide to take that plunge? I think for me, it just getting to the point where I was ready to say, okay, I'm going to devote X amount of hours a month to this and really want to work with kids myself. Okay. And um, just seeing her do it every day kind of inspired me to do it. So tell us about your mentee. Uh, My mentee is a 14-year-old boy here in Orlando. He is a freshman in high school. Um, He moved down here from New York about six, eight months ago. Um, And he's got a sister a year older than him that lives at the group home with him. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got matched with him maybe three, four months ago. Um, And he's... You know, it's kind of funny just getting to know him and where he's at in his life. Yeah. He's into Yu-Gi-Oh! And <laughs> that oh, came back from the 90s? <laughs> apparently. What? Um, he's into Yu-Gi-Oh! He likes football but doesn't watch it. Um, <laughs> loves video games. Um, he's just a, he's like the sweetest kid wow. I've ever been around. Yeah, he's a really sweet kid. So just cool. getting to know him and mm-hmm. little things come out every now and then, but... 
So why do you think you all wound up getting matched together? I think it was the football thing, which is funny because I don't <laughs> think we've probably talked about football since the very first day. Um, uh, I, I love football and college football, NFL, and he said he really liked football. And I know he does really like football, uh-huh. and he likes to play it on his own. Um, but he, I don't think he could tell you one NFL team that <laughs> uh, like, depended on it. So, yeah, I think that's why we got matching at first when he said, you know, I don't – it. For me, it was a good example of, okay, just because, you know, I like football. He said he likes football. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about football once, but uh, I think he would agree. I'd hope he would, but I feel like we're a really good match together. So it's funny how that could lead you to get matched, right. but then after all that, we don't even talk about it. <laughs> so with the initial match, we think being around football, but seeing that, you know, the course of your day-to-day relationship hasn't really centered itself around that, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. What would you say makes your bond with him so special? I think with the two of us, the way I've tried to approach it is just I'm here for you and to help with whatever you need help with. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not coming in with these four keys to success in your life, like, trying to figure out, okay, where are you in your life? Where, what do you need mentally and emotionally support wise and that I can provide? And then also, do you want to learn how to cook? Do you want to learn how to drive? Like what actual tangible things do you want an adult's help with that maybe I got from my parents that you don't have in the picture Mm -hmm. right now? So I think that's kind of what's helped us be a good match is coming at each other from the right place. So kind of like you're drilling down to find out what does he want instead yeah, of kind yeah. of like I'm putting this is what I think you should be. Yeah, or yeah. Or not, oh, you know, you should be doing homework twice a week with me for two hours at night. And like, no, that's not what this is for. Maybe that's what another kid would want. And that would be great if so. But yeah. for him, it's more of let's just find a way to get you off the group home campus mm-hmm. a day or two every week or two and kind of have some normalcy and just talk about life. So that's one of the things that I don't think a lot of people realize is it doesn't necessarily, you know, when people think of mentoring, I think they have these grandiose ideas of what that has to look like. And well, yes, you can take your mentee to Disney if you so choose. That's not what's expected a lot of times. Like our kids really just do want someone who's going to listen to them, someone who's not in their lives being paid to listen to them and having that authentic and genuine relationship with an adult who, you know, who really cares. Can you speak a little about how mentoring is different than how you thought it might have been? Like, did you have any of those conceptions when you first started? I felt going into it that, I don't know, the way I said, I feel like you probably should realize it isn't is probably what I expected going into it. I I think I thought, okay, I'm going to come in and, you know, let's say I was matched with a 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. We're going to take you to learn how to drive every Saturday, and this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And, or maybe it's, you know, he's 14 and wants to learn, I don't know, some special skill, and all right, we're going to go do that. And it's not, it doesn't need to be that. It can truly just be and I don't think I realized this going into it just, you know, yesterday I went and picked them up after work and we just went to Chipotle and <laughs> grabbed two burrito bowls yeah. and I took him back uh, to where he's staying. And something as simple as that, I think, mm-hmm. can have a big impact of 
bringing some normalcy to his life and yeah just the the very basic things and i mean even i ask him where do you want to go to dinner next week right and it's always mcdonald's and just showing him that there are places to go eat it doesn't need to be ruth chris or <laughs> outback it can be chipotle and yeah. last week was tijuana flats but just something to open his eyes up a little bit get him off campus right put him and i think doing something while that may seem at least to me at the beginning very not insignificant but mm-hmm. small yeah um that then allows you to to have a conversation about okay what's going on in your life right now what are you stressed about um kind of open him up a little bit was it hard to first get that rapport going with him to have him open up to you i think so at first and i i think on both ways i mean yeah. I, I think i'm a more introverted person so it's not my mo to come out and be all bubbly <laughs> with a new person i don't right. know even if i'm the mentor um but yeah the first two times we met i was on the campus of the group home so the first time we just sat and talked and he shot some basketball for a little while mm-hmm. and the second time I went and had dinner with him and a couple other kids from his cottage so definitely a little quieter at first right. but just trying to pick up on little pieces here and there where we can find some connections yeah yeah I think that's one of the things too that people just have to prepare themselves for is it's not gonna be the super tight relationship yeah. right away. It's just yeah. even as you know, adults, that's not yeah. how we operate. Yeah. We expect no. our kids to like open up at the drop of a hat. Yeah, yeah. And rightfully so. If I was if, I mean, I think back when I was fourteen years old, if some random person came up to me and said, Oh, this is gonna be your mentor and you're not gonna open up to them, especially at fourteen. Like, who are you? We're adults. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it takes some time, but just work at it. So when it comes to the kinds of outings that you do, you've talked a lot about normalcy. Yeah. And so for you two, what does that look like? I mean, I know we're talking about, you know, going out to food and just like kind of like sitting and chatting, but is there anything else you do to kind of help him just feel like any, you know, average kid that's out there? Uh, I mean, a lot of it is just us just going and hanging out, doing real basic stuff. I've tried to find other... Um, you know, like you talk about going to Disney and that sort of thing. I can't afford to take my mentee to do that, and I know a lot of people can't. So doing something as simple as taking him to go see, you know, like this weekend, I think we're going to try and go see the new Bad Boys 3 movie. I am so excited for that movie, not going to lie. (laughs) My little high school self is really excited to see it. Um, But I think we're going to go see Bad Boys, and, you know, it's... 30 minute drive to the theater from where he's at so it's kind of nice to be able to yeah it's not like we're just i'm showing up where he is we're going across the street we're not talking it gives us time to kind of talk and connect right. um but so just doing something as basic as that i think we're going to try to go to a magic game and get some those lead tickets and you know just try to show him different things that to do that are kind of basic yeah yeah. Do you have any favorite memories so far and experiences from your time together? Um, I, I think uh, my favorite time so far was the first movie we went to. I forget what it was. I think it was called Twenty One Bridges, but it was that the was same so night. good. That was really good. I loved it. It was the same night that Frozen Two came out. So it was me, my mentee, and five thousand little girls <laughs> dressed up in Frozen costumes. <laughs> And I don't think I've felt like less of a manly man in front of my mentee in my life. 
but we were just joking about it nonstop, and I kept teasing him on, you sure you don't want to see Frozen? We can see Frozen if you want. We can sneak into Frozen if you want. <laughs> and he's just the kind of little 14-year-old thinking I'm some loser, <laughs> older guy making corny jokes, but just getting him to joke around a context like that was fun. It's so funny when we see now how we make the same jokes that we're so embarrassed that our oh. parents used to back in the day. I'm oh, like, I know. I realize that I've just, I've turned into my mother. This is... <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm starting to make the same corny dad jokes, too. And I'm not proud of it. <laughs> well, just in case you have not seen Frozen, I did think it was also quite enjoyable. Yeah. Not as good as the first one. I mean, there's not as many good breakout songs, but you'll still still a good time. I'll let him know to uh, give Danielle a call, and uh, she'll convince him to go see Frozen. I mean, I will <laughs> gladly get my endorsement. I will gladly even tag along. <laughs> <laughs> so, when it comes to you, what has surprised you most about your role as a mentor, or even your relationship with your mentee? Honestly, uh, going into it, I was. Um, you have a full-time job, um, life can be busy. I was kind of concerned. I think my biggest hesitation going into it was I want to be sure if I commit to doing this X amount of times and hours per month that I stick to it and I'm not going to commit and not do that. So the time commitment I think was the biggest hesitation for me, but just Mm -hmm. finding, I think depending on whoever's doing it and their relationship with the mentee like for us it's okay his group home is five minutes from my office so us going and grabbing dinner after work a day or so a week is is easy or and then finding those times of going to a theater like we do that on the weekend when there's Mm -hmm. more time in the day and he has less school um so I think the time hasn't felt like a lot of time and maybe that's because he's a really sweet kid and I enjoy it yeah um, but I also, every time I leave, like he is such a sweet kid, um, that I enjoy it too. So yeah. it's not, you know, it's not like a time commitment that you're not looking forward mm-hmm. to. I always do look forward to seeing him. So. so let's talk about time a little bit because that really is one of the biggest things yeah. or hesitations that people have. And so you, as someone who you're a young professional, you have a full-time job. How do you... How do you make sure that you're able to stick to the time commitment that you have made? Like I said, I think it's just finding out what works with you and your schedule. Like mm-hmm. someone who, you know, is working nights and weekends, maybe you find a way to do it, you know, in the mornings. Or for me, like I said, it's been able to find a way to say, okay, you know, he's on the other side of where my office is from my house, so let's find a way to do it after I see him. Or if it's a uh-huh. late night, let's do it on a weekend when my wife has to do something else. So trying to balance out and just thoughtfully think ahead to, okay, what's my schedule like? What's his schedule like? Mm-hmm. Understanding he's got tutoring on Tuesday or he's got a therapy session on a Friday, like working around that so we can all be on the same page. How often do you guys meet? Um, we've been doing dinner once a week okay. at like a Chipotle, a Tijuana, uh-huh. a local pizza spot. Um, and then we try to about every other week or weekend do something like go into the movie. So two weeks ago we went to see, or right before the New Year's we went to dinner, then we went to Target. I shopped for him for Christmas. He got money from someone to shop for his sister for Christmas, Aww. so I helped him do that. That's yeah, sweet. So sweet. Um... And so that was a couple weeks ago, and now we're going to go see Bad Boys 3 this weekend. So it's 
I, we try to do just the dinner once a week mm-hmm. and a bigger thing every couple of weeks. So a lot of people think that, you know, when it comes to time, because the program asks for about four hours, and of course you can do more than that, yeah. or you can do less than that. Would you say that you're able to, uh, that it kind of is like infringe on your life, if that makes sense. It's not this like extra thing that you have to go do. It's kind of, you're able to incorporate it into a way that does work for you. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely feel like I'm able to incorporate our time into my schedule where it doesn't feel like, I mean, life is hectic and busy, but it never yeah. feels like, oh man, I've, I, I haven't had it where it's felt like, oh man, I don't, I'm not looking forward to this this weekend with him because I have too much going on. It, it never is that. Mm-hmm. And I think an awesome thing about what the program is that, yeah, it's four hours a month and it can be an hour every week or it can be, okay, this Sunday I'm going to see you and we're going to go spend four hours together. Mm-hmm. Or it can be every other week for two hours. Like however it fits with your schedule is going to make it work. I think that's the important part to remember is that it's really up to you and your mentee about what works best for you. There's no, like, prescribed thing of, like, you have to meet this Saturday from 12 to 2. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't feel pressure of, oh, you know, we did something. So his sister was just moved to Ocala, and they're very close. So Mm -hmm. it's hard for him. So I said, I want to be sure we can take you to go see your sister. So in early February, we're going to go do that, and that'll be probably a full day for us. And... But that's okay because then I know that if I'm busy the next few weeks, we spend our mm-hmm. four hours together. So there's there's no pressure. So being flexible about that time is awesome. So it sounds like you really genuinely love spending time with your mentee. And so what would you say is one of the ways that you being a mentor has most impacted your life in a way that maybe you didn't expect? I mean, you go into it wanting to to help the mentee obviously with whatever they want out of it um and i don't i'd like to think i have but for me like i said he just makes me happier every time we see each other like i know when i when our time that week month whatever is over with each other like i'm always in a better mood Mm -hmm. um so i think that for me has been the good thing i don't know if it's the whole you know, you want to give back to feel better. I don't know if that's it. I don't know if it's just him. But mm-hmm. regardless, I, I'm always just a happier person whenever I'm finished with him. So It's so weird to me whenever someone finds out what I do and the kids that I work with. And they always like, thank me. And I'm, I'm like, I think I could have more out of it than yeah, the kids no, do. I'm, and so I, I hear that with a lot of our mentors. It's just, you know, a lot of people do go into it thinking, I'm going to change a child's life and they don't realize that you know the more you get to know them the more you work with them that you are just as impacted by your relationship as they are yeah yeah i definitely feel lucky that i was matched with him and get to do it and there's so much he can teach us too it's not just about this these are all the different lessons that i can impart on you it's just like you grow so much through your conversations and through your interactions that it's definitely it's it's a relationship. It's not just a it's not just a mentorship. Yeah. Like it does go yeah. beyond that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's really great. I love hearing you talk about him just because even like your facial expressions, I can tell that like you really, really enjoy your experience. Yeah, yeah, he is so sweet. I'm excited because there's a little girl, not little, they're teenagers, but to me like all of them oh, little I that I was doing a Forever Family shoot last year with and I absolutely fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. 
we were riding a roller coaster together and she got like really nervous but I think she was like play nervous but she just burrowed her head into my shoulder and so the roller coaster starts and I'm like tears rolling down my face it's one of those where you need the the pictures that they take exactly. of being and you you balling no but like after that we were just attached to the hip going throughout the whole day and I called my husband and every time he knows I'm doing a forever family shoot like, every time I call him he's like we cannot adopt a child yet <laughs> he's like we are not at that point in our lives and I was like no, no, you don't understand. And so I think I'm actually going to work with Camber to see if she'd be interested in a mentor just because our kids are phenomenal and they're just, they're so great and it always bothers me that there's that stigma that kids in foster care are bad or they've done something to wind up in there because, you know, you meet them and it's just, they they absolutely blow you away. Yeah, yeah. So... I'm so excited. So I was very yeah. personally invested in this conversation yeah. <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. Just to go ahead and get the word out there because, you know, I always joke around, but like four hours a month, I probably spend like two hours a day just on social media, you know, mindlessly scrolling through your feed. Apple tells you every Sunday. Oh my gosh, I get so embarrassed whenever I get that report. I'm like, I'm not ready to learn about myself yet, Apple. I need you to calm I know. down. I know, I know. But it's just, you know, imagining how how much that time could just spend, you know, texting your mentee and seeing how they're doing, checking in, seeing yeah. if they're okay. And so yeah. when you think about it like that, it becomes much more manageable. And so just wishing that, I think right now we have in the Tri-County area in foster care, in Central Florida, like 127 kids or so. Somewhere in that ballpark of kids who need mentors. And wow. so one of the reasons that I'm really excited to share experience is just like people being able to understand not that it's like easy, but how doable mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. and it's not just this lofty thing that's going to take all your time. It's so hard. Uh, it's just, yeah. No, but anyone can do it. You know, yeah. if we have someone who's like twenty nine, you know, full career going, if we're able to make time, then yeah, yeah. you can you can figure it out. You yeah. can do it too. Yeah, and it's one of those things. I was having a conversation with my mom that, you know, we you have people who are on Facebook posting stuff twenty four seven and. Oh, change the world this, change the world that. Like, I, I don't have the ability right now to be a foster parent. I wish I did. I'd love to do that and have that impact. But for me, mentoring is what fits within my life right now. And I do want to help. So right. that's where it kind of meets. And that's why I think it's been great. Have you had any major lessons or, like, takeaways so far from your experience? Going into it, like, I, I, I had no idea what to expect. Like, I was thinking about myself when I was 14 mm-hmm. like I was a rat probably a little brat and <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have wanted to be around anyone and I was nervous and you're a stigma of a group home so just walking in cold turkey to a yeah. group home to start fo- or mentoring a 14 year old I had no idea what I was in for but mm-hmm. one the group home is not a big deal and he's such a sweet kid and I, I mean I've spent enough time there where I'm around a bunch of different kids and it's it's not like an overwhelming thing to go into. So right. I don't think I, of all the th- ways I could have pictured it playing out, I would have expected the way it did. And I don't know, maybe you just don't assume the best all the time, but it actually surprisingly has been good. I think that is an important part of 
just going in with an open mind and not having any of these preconceived notions of, like we mentioned before, I'm going to teach them this and that, and it's going to be great, and they're going to open up to me right away because every child is different, every relationship is different, and being able to let that unfold naturally instead of having that, like, extra pressure on to make it this dream experience that you wanted versus, you know, whatever the reality might be. Yeah. I'm probably the world's number one offender of that. <laughs> I overanalyze everything and I plan everything out to T. So if it doesn't go right, it's, you know, we're working on not having those minor meltdowns just when things aren't going to plan, but yeah. you know, it's a work yeah. in progress. Yeah. <laughs> you think I'd be used to with my we career? All try. Yeah. <laughs> so, what advice would you give to someone who's interested in becoming a mentor? I think you just said it perfect. I think try to go into it with an open mind and realize. You're not changing the world. You're just trying to be there for, I think, meeting the child wherever they are Mm -hmm. and what they want out of it. It's less about you teaching someone to do ABC and more about, okay, they want to just talk to someone about school or they want to vent about a sibling or what they've been through or a girlfriend or boyfriend at school. Like It can be something, it may seem basic to us, but Mm -hmm. if they want to do that with you, it's because... They don't have anyone else to do that with. Yeah. So trying to meet them with whatever they're looking for out of it and just go into an open mind that you have no idea where they're what they're gonna want out of it when you get started and matched. That's perfect. Yeah. That's, a, that's that's really it. I mean, if you're gonna say anything in like one sentence summary of mentoring, it's just meet our kids where they are. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Oh, Colby, thank you very much. You got any more parting words for us before you wrap up? I don't think so. Just go on and sign up to be a mentor. (laughs) Absolutely. So if you're in the Tri-County area in Central Florida, and that's Orange, Osceola, or Seminole County, uh, your lead agency is Embrace Families. You can sign up through their website, embracefamilies.org, to become a mentor that way. Uh, If you're outside of the Tri-County area, you can just go to the DCF website, which is the Department of Children and Families, myfloridafamilies.org. Florida is just the acronym FL. And look up who your lead agency is because they will have a mentor program that you're able to sign up for them as well. So really quick, we'll talk about some child welfare news and updates that are coming up for January and early February. Uh, January 25th, the Fane House Run for Hope 5K is happening. I will be participating. I will not be running. I will be briskly walking because running is not my forte, but you can still come out, sign up. It's about $35 to participate as an individual. And you can look up their website, which is chsfl.org, Children's Home Society, to participate. Oh, Hope United is having their duck derby on February 1st from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at Aquatica. And finally, Embrace Families is holding their signature ballroom dance fundraiser, a la Dancing with the Stars, called Dance Dream and Inspire, February 1st as well at the Hard Rock Orlando. All of those events are on our website, so just go to futureeffectfl.org slash news, and you can see all of the local total for events that are coming up. So, friends, you can follow us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at futureeffectfl. And if you'd like to share any news or events about your child welfare organization or would like to suggest a topic or guest for future episodes, you can email us at dlevine at futureeffect.org. Don't forget, if you like this podcast, to give us a five-star rating and review. Tell your friends. We know the way the algorithm works. That's one of the best ways to help us spread the news. So remember, what we do together today will create a bright, resilient tomorrow for all. This is The Future Effect. See you next time.